All right, it's time for our weekly check-in with Reggie Giacchini, our Global News Washington correspondent on things that have been going on in the United States. And honestly, Reggie, I don't even know where to start this week. I mean, look, there's a lot of things that we can talk about, but we could talk about the most recent one, and that being um, uh, what is becoming a continued problem for the Biden administration when it has to do with immigration, because it ties in Republicans, Democrats, Joe Biden, and Donald Trump. Okay, let's start with that one. So Title 42, what is that and what is going on? So look, Title 42 was put in place by Donald Trump during the pandemic as a way to kind of curb asylum uh, seekers from gaining access to the United States. And this was done under the guise of there's a public health crisis and we need to protect the American population. It was incredibly controversial and it turned back more than two million people that were seeking asylum. Uh, It was carried over into the Biden administration and then it officially was rolled back at 11.59 last night, uh, kind of Mexico time. uh, And ultimately, what that did was end this procedure and it allowed for you know more migrants to potentially get in while at the same time facing a new challenge because the administration realized that they may be flooded with migrant claims so they put new rules in place that could potentially turn back even more people trying to gain access to the United States. You now have the administration facing challenges from the ACLU, some pushback from progressive Democrats, but still pushback from Republicans as well. Okay, and so they've sent like troops and everything to the border too, haven't they? Yeah, there, there are uh, National Guard is patrolling uh, the border. The uh, active duty troops from the military are assisting with asylum claims because there is a concern here that we could see thousands upon thousands of people attempting to cross the United States border every single day for the next several weeks. This was, you know, a number that exceeded 10,000 per day in the run up to the rollback uh, of Title 42. The Department of Homeland Security says that if people do not seek asylum before they either enter Mexico or get to the U.S. border, that they will be turned back and they're going to use what's known as title eight to start deporting people back to the country that they came from this is going to impact people from a multitude of countries and there is some general concern here that if more migrants aren't allowed into the united states that this could have an impact on the economy because there are so many jobs especially in parts of the southern united states that are reliant on seasonal workers who can't get into the country So meanwhile, all these people are showing up here because they think that, oh, the rules are ending, we can now get in, and that is not the case. No, the rules uh, the rules ended for Title 42, but as we heard from the Department of Homeland Security Secretary yesterday say, the borders are not open. They are going to be putting additional measures in place that if you cross into the United States, if you have not sought asylum either before you left or from the first country that you landed in, you'll be turned back and then barred access for five years. Now, at the same time... There are people who have already pre-crossed and they're already in, you know, border towns like El Paso. They are, you know, under this new program being allowed to surrender themselves and then be released pending a court date. That has now found itself before a Trump appointed judge in Florida to try and block that order. The Department of Justice is going to appeal. So this is going to become a messy immigration battle now for this administration. Okay, so that's one thing. Uh, Let's get on to the Donald Trump stories, plural. So we've got the Donald Trump verdict and then we've got the Donald Trump CNN town hall. 
I mean, and both of them kind of tied in with each other. That town hall, I mean, there are questions as to what CNN was ultimately trying to do here, especially with new reporting that's come out over the last 12-ish hours that said that the group that was in the room who were very pro-Trump, they were mostly Republican or leaning Republican, they weren't allowed to boo Donald Trump per the floor director, but they were allowed to applaud him and cheer him on. And here you had Donald Trump within seconds making, you know, these bogus claims going back to 2020 about a rigged election that he believes that he won. But at the same time, less than a day after that verdict came out that he's now appealing, started to go after and criticize and make defamatory comments against E. Jean Carroll, where this could potentially lead to another lawsuit. And this is where some of the concern is within the Republican Party and named Republican candidates uh, who say, look, the baggage that he's carrying with him is simply too much. But if you take a look and read that room that he was in, the base is still eating this up. So how was the crowd chosen? I've heard a lot of people ask that question. Do we know? Well, I, we, it's, it's unclear how they were exactly chosen. We just know that this was a room full of Republicans and people who identify as potentially leaning towards Republicans. And whether or not this was kind of a stipulation that Donald Trump would only sit down with CNN if it was going to be a friendly room uh, or something else, the network is facing harsh criticism, not only from within, but it has faced kind of a wrath of, of negative stories over the last 24 hours from a wide you know section of the media, with the exception of the far right parts of the landscape, uh, saying that this essentially went back to what happened in 2015 and 16, where Donald Trump was given, you know, a free platform for more than an hour to spew things that, you know, ultimately fomented in an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, and while fact checking was done, it's hard to fact check in real time everything the president is saying when he constantly steps on you and, and pushes you out of the way. This this was a moment for CNN and they're living through it right now. Yeah, it sounds like they're in damage control mode. Absolutely, they are. Look, Chris Licht, the head of CNN, is saying uh, that this was what journalism is, that he was trying to equate this to being, uh, you know, a moment that news, you know, had to be put out to the population. But at the same time, CNN is also finding itself under scrutiny for saying, well, look, we're kind of manufacturing news here because most of what was said on the stage was by a former president who has been impeached and who has repeatedly lied and lied again at, you know, kind of nauseam here. And here we are now trying to clean up the words that Donald Trump said in the reason he was able to say those things is because we gave him the platform to say those things. Okay, and one more story I wanted to get to was the George Santos story. This is the probably the, the best known Congress person outside of the United States. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and this was a, a big deal. He came out, you know, vehemently denying the charges that were against him of money laundering and wire fraud and lying to Congress about his income, about his wealth, about what he did with his campaign finances, with accusations that he collected them and then ultimately spent it on himself and, and you know, lavish lifestyle and expensive clothing. He came out and used words that are very familiar within the Republican Party to say that this was a witch hunt and that people are simply going after him and he's not sure where the government you know got their information from this is an embattled congressman four months in the problem here is what do republicans do are they going to try to censure him are they going to potentially expel him which if they do would open a by-election and potentially lead to a pickup for democrats and shrink the lead that kevin mccarthy has so the party has found themselves in a really tough spot right now they're losing support within the base, at least in his riding, and they're also concerned that that could lead to a Democratic pickup, all because of one man who ultimately found his way into Congress by lying to his constituents. Oh, man, that case is crazy. Reggie, thank you so much for all that. Thank you.